You know, Michael Foster gave me an idea of putting a whiteboard behind me. I think that'd be a really cool idea. You can put, you know, your ideas, your vision, what you want to be known for. He has a really cool little section where he has what he wants his name to be known for. I thought that was really cool. I just might do that. I'm also going to be on his show. I'm going to do an interview with him today. It's good to be a man, so look for that. I'll make sure to share that on the social media sites, which you can follow. If you go to How to Build a Tent on all the social media sites, please subscribe, like, hit that ring bell on YouTube, that notification bell. I'd really appreciate it. Share the show with a friend. This is How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening and joining the show. We are part of the Fight Life Feast Network. Go to flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in the memo field. You'll get that sweet mug. You'll get tons of great benefits. And you'll get $100 off our... Uh, I was going to say concert. It's definitely not a concert. Our, conve- our convention? Is it a convention? Oh my goodness. I, I woke up really early this morning and I'm all loopy. We are having... Is it a... Yeah. It's a con- conference. Conference. It's not a convention. It's a conference. October. First through third, but you might want to go check on our website to make sure that's the right dates because I'm a little loopy right now, apparently. Uh, but you'll be supporting us too as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Thank you so much for everyone who has already become a member. You get tons of all this other great stuff as well. As I am recording this, the Super Tuesday election is going on. Let's see, what did I see? Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire so far, and Joe Biden has won. Virginia and North Carolina, but I've heard, you heard, that's a (laughs) flashback to Big Boy in the morning on Power 106 in LA. used to listen to that all the time in high school when I was working out. Uh, Who is texting me at a time like that? I'll take it out. But I heard that Bernie Sanders has a pretty big lead in California, which is pretty important in the Democrat primaries because they're weighted based on how heavy a state is likely to vote Democrat in an election. Pretty smart way to do it, if you ask me. But it'll be really interesting to see what the Democrats do if Bernie comes out of today with the lead. I don't know if uh, Biden can catch up to him. There's a lot of late last minute endorsements that you've seen he's gotten. But the problem is it's so, it's so much early voting is a lot of people have already cast their votes and a lot of people already cast votes for people that aren't even in the election or in the running anymore. They suspended their campaign. All right, so today I want to talk about raising taxes and then some questions on the coronavirus and what I've been seeing. Some of you guys have been asking me about that. I want to talk about what little I know, what I've been seeing in, from a business perspective, an economic perspective. Obviously, the Fed lowered the rates again. Some people are saying they're going to lower them to zero, which makes me really kind of upset that I refinanced now and didn't wait. But hey, I did it because I got a really killer deal on new windows. So I'm just going to pretend to myself that it all balances out. But that would be something to keep an eye out as well. Then coronavirus and then go get a lower mortgage payment on your house or go buy a house for the first time. Might be a great time to buy as well. And then I want to talk about the minimum wage and when it's a good time to raise the minimum wage. That's right, you heard me correctly. When is it a good time to raise the minimum wage? And I know some of you are already having that doubt. You have that gut gut check. 
Matt is Matt going liberal? Is he is he going to be a a, a Bernie Sanders supporter? What, is, what? Just we'll get to it in a second. First, I wanted to talk about though, and you know, this is something too I was thinking about in context of one of the discussions we had with raising the minimum wage in Seattle, where we were talking about the different studies that were happening there to see if raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour really worked and really helped people out and had all the positive benefits or did it have all the negative benefits? And there were two studies that were done that we discussed and they were inconclusive because one of them was saying, yeah, it was true that people's hours were cut, not as many people were getting full-time work. And then there was another one where, hey, restaurants are opening more than they're closing. And there was some other, oh, it's like childcare or something where um, that it didn't, there was no impact whatsoever to the $15 minimum wage hike. And we talked about a bunch of different reasons. I was thinking back to yesterday's show where I was listening to Peter Thiel talk about China specifically. And I don't think we covered this on the show, but it's in their full interview. And again, if you haven't seen the show I commented on, I'd highly recommend it. But also, I'd highly recommend them going to see the full-length conversation that Peter Thiel and Eric Metaxas had. The, the full-length... Oops, sorry, I just hit my mic. The full-length interview is really good because of all you get to hear about all the different topics they go into, and they're important, and not a lot of people have been saying them, and I think we all need to be hearing them and thinking about them. But then also, my show is good because I take the clips and then I put the Christian perspective on it. So just a little shout out to that video. But I was thinking, oh, we were talking. they were talking about China in that video and how the Chinese have done something that the Soviets couldn't do. And that is to have a command style economy, that is have a communist party reign over a country and for a long time sustain it. When a lot of us have been thinking, a lot of people, especially in the West, that eventually capitalism is gonna take over and people are gonna demand freedom. Once you get a taste for free markets, you're gonna want more and more free markets, which is really funny considering I, we were just talking about how Bernie Sanders might be the leader, the socialist communist leader of the Democrat party. And if it's true that in America, who has had the best taste of capitalism, if it's true that we would want more of freedom, then what the heck are we doing? So there's some faulty logic in this somewhere. But all that to say this is that the Chinese figured out how to pull out, and this is what Peter said, and this is not my own, my own thought or own phrase. They figured out how to pull out Marxism from the Leninism. They kept the Leninism, the control, the dictatorial um, command style economy, and they took out the Marxist part of it. And that's why they've been so successful for so long. And there's a lot of different factors of why they've been able to sustain growth the way that they have. And I want to take that theory and apply it to Washington as well with the minimum wage because it's very basic math. Minimum wage increases do not help the overall society because it's basic math. Now, because there are numerous factors, numerous drivers. That is, there's more than just A and B equals C in this math equation. It's like a, a derivative calculus three, super crazy formula where only like 10 people in the world know how to do it, but even more complicated than that because it has to do with human agency 
and it's not a closed system, but there are global impacts to what happens in Washington because it's a tech space and there's so many different um, countries involved, there's so many different states involved, the trade and all that stuff, where it's really hard to isolate just one factor of the $15 minimum wage and say, did it hurt or did it help? Because there's all these other drivers. And one of those things is Washington is booming right now. Jobs are crazy. Everyone is um, making really good money, or not everyone, but most people are in the tech world because they have great jobs. And so when costs go up, there, I mean, so, so when the, the uh, businesses raise the prices and costs go up, it doesn't hurt their sales because everyone can pay it. And where else are you going to go? Because everyone had to raise prices similarly. And that's why we could still continue to see restaurants in rolled out and things like that. And I already, I told you, we talked about it before when we were talking about this specifically, that I have a sneaky suspicion that the restaurants that are rolling out are more high end than low end and are competing on more than just price for your business experience, quality food and all that stuff where you can have higher margins and you can raise prices because you're not going there for the cheap discount. So with all that being said, I found this article that was really interesting. It's actually a Chocolate Knox shared this and I, I commented on, this is what happens when you mistake your math subject and your philosophy subject. That is the only time you think minimum wage is a good idea is when you're thinking philosophically about the world and just you know how we should treat humanity it's never because the math makes sense this is the headline target raised wages then it cut worker hours and doubled their workload surprise it's like everything we ever thought would happen and why are we seeing this here in contrast to what's happening in seattle well again there's multiple drivers there's multiple effects that are impacting these different areas. Target isn't exclusively in Seattle, Washington. Target is all around the world, I think, right? And they're more than just in the United States. Yeah, they're pretty sure they are. But even if they were just in the United States, they are in tons of different areas, have different drivers, and they don't have tech industry to support them with very high-end jobs wherever a Target is. And in fact, Target is a, a company that is trying to compete on price. So they don't have the just luxury of raising prices all the time. Because one of their differentiations from a competitors is their cheap quality or their cheap stylish products. I don't know if they would really say their quality, but they're stylish and they're affordable. And that's what Target's about. So when you raise wages, costs go up. So what do you have to do? You either raise prices, which they can't do or they'll lose sales. So they have to cut worker hours and double the workload. And I want you to think about that for a second. Does this make the workers happier? Now, what happens? You raise the cost, demand goes down. That is, if you raise the cost of employee Ease, then employers' demand for employees goes down. So there's going to be less jobs. So when you raise wages, you remove certain people from the workforce because they can't find jobs. They can't find the entry-level jobs that a lot of them need. Young people, high schoolers, college students. So some people are impacted right away. Then 
What do they do? Well, because there's less workers, but there's still the same amount of work. Oh, well, you're just going to double your workload because, hey, you're, you got to do it. There's no one else left to do it. Oh, and so we're, we can't pay you benefits because we're already paying you more and your job doesn't, doesn't justify the increased salary with the increased benefits. Because you have to remember the cost of an employee is not their salary. It is their salary plus all the benefits, time off, sick leave, 401k, whatever it is, whatever you have at Target. I don't know what their full benefits package are. But if they're full time, you have to pay them a certain amount because of what the government required, has required of you. So you cut their hours so they are only part time and you don't have to pay them all those benefits. You're cutting costs again. See, these are all math equations and the, the businesses are just tinkering with the equation to get to the same result. They're going to pay the labor the same amount regardless of how they get there. Because it's math. They won't exist in business if they don't do it. So you have people that can't find a job or lost their job, and then the people that are still there are miserable because they're doing twice as much work for barely any more pay, and their hours are getting cut. So their net take-home pay is even less. They're working harder, working less hours, making less money, even though it's at a higher rate. Why do you want to raise minimum wage again? It's, it's a question that we should think, think about. And it should be a question we answer in math class, not in philosophy class. So I titled this, when should you raise the minimum wage? And we'll get to that in a second. And I want to talk about, first, Kingsman Grooming Products. Guys, the, they have phenomenal products. I've been using them exclusively for all the products that they have that I use. That is your hair products, your beard products, shaving cream products, all that stuff. And my beard feels great. My skin feels wonderful. It has a nice subtle smell. It's not overpowering. And I love these guys, they're a Christian company, which you should always try to support Christian companies when you can. And you should always get great value when you can as well. And this is a great opportunity for you to get great value. And what is great value? It's benefit minus cost. And the greater the benefit and the smaller the cost, the greater the value. And this is it. They have great quality products, that's the benefit. And the cost is a great price because you get 10% off when you use HTBT. So go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, the, the link is in the show notes, and get great quality products for yourself, for your man, for a gift, wherever the special occasion is, and get 10% off support a Christian company. Go to uh, kingsmangroomingpros.com, put in HTBT at checkout, and get 10% off. Go there now, support a great Christian company. When is it a good time to raise the minimum wage? Well, this is a really cool story, and it, you know, it's funny, and I might even be a victim of this too, honestly, because I was just thinking, oh my gosh, these guys are the hipsters and he's just, you know, swallowed the Kool-Aid. But so this guy, and his name is Dan Price. He's a Christian from Idaho, which I didn't remember that about the story, not that the Idaho part matters, but that he was a Christian. And he raised everyone in his company's minimum wage, quote unquote, to 70,000 a year. Every single person in the company makes now at least 70000 a year. 
Now, some of the people were making $40,000 a year. Um, so a lot of people got a really big increase. And um, what was I saying about it? Oh, and so a lot of people were making fun of him for that because they thought he was crazy. Like, well, you're going to pay everybody $70,000. And it turns out it was a big, um, a big payoff. The headcount has doubled, so they have twice as many people that work there. Now, the company processes payments of $3.8 billion a year to $10.2 billion a year, so they have almost tripled their um, payment processing, their business, from going to $70,000 a year. And this is when it makes sense. See, this is a company where you increase the salaries and what happens? You get motivated workers, you get buy-in, you get people that are going to buy into the vision. You're gonna get people that believe, that work hard, that wanna stay there. And this is the kind of minimum wage that you want to see grow, that you want to see um, happen because it works. Now this isn't government minimum wage increases. This is the private market doing it. And he was able to do it because, well, one, he just believed the research that was being done. Two, he's in an industry that justifies it. Three, the jobs allowed for him to pay them that much. And four, he was in a, an industry that was growing where he could scale his business and have it pay off. That's a 180 degree difference, a complete difference from the government telling every industry what to do. Private sector minimum wage increases are a good thing. That's wages going up. Mandated minimum wage is a bad thing. That means people get laid off. That means people's work doubles and all that stuff. So that's the time it is great to see minimum wage increase. Now I have some questions or I've had some people ask me questions about the coronavirus and the impact of what it's gonna be. And the honest answer is, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not sure how much most people know because we don't necessarily know where it's come from. Now, there's a lot of fun um, conspiracies, and those are great. There's like the speculation that it comes from this disease control, that this is warfare. There was like this Dean Koontz book that talked about it and something in 2020 is really trippy going around the internet. I don't know if it's true or not, but we don't know. But we do know that the hype in the media has made this into a situation where it's impacted the stock market, that people have not been going to work, that production has been impacted, earnings projections have gone down. I was seeing this P&G warns that 17,000 and 1,600 products are going to be impacted because of supply, that people aren't going to the production across China. It was to say 387 suppliers across China with 9,000 materials are gonna be impacted. And so there's this mystery about where this came from, why is this spreading, how is it spreading, what, like, what are the causes, we don't really know, and the Chinese government isn't really helping with that because you know, good old Leninist, like we talked about before. And so we just don't know what to, what to expect and what to predict about it. And that's why I pulled out, I talked about that on the show, I pulled out of 
on my investments because I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm waiting for it to kind of run its course through the media cycle and through the medical cycle of the United States. And I think that's the time where we're gonna be close to rock bottom. I could be wrong. I don't know, I'm not an, by any means a financial advisor, but that's just what I'm doing personally. And we see that these businesses are gonna be impacted. I, I would personally just stay at home. Well, who knows how bad this is? I mean, I get the privilege of working from home with what I do. So, I, I mean, I don't know, I just don't know. And all I can do is listen to the media, try to cut through the hype, which I hope you're doing as well. I can listen to what businesses are saying, can kind of try to read through through between the lines of what governments are doing, what governments are saying, um, what the Fed is doing. Those are just things you gotta look at and make a decision. And the honest answer is we just don't know. We don't know. I do know at the end of this though, there's gonna be great value in the stock market. But I also know this, that there is not gonna be a wasted opportunity to push a liberal agenda. And we'll just close with this. CNN, Uber, Lyft warn drivers about coronavirus, but offer no paid sick days. Here goes the narrative again. And we've talked about this before, the law that California passed in response to the, the cruel acts and the inhumane treatment of their vendors that Uber and Lyft have been, um, you know, treating their their drivers with no sick pay and no insurance and healthcare and all that stuff. But, but this is just so crazy because you don't want Uber and Lyft to pay drivers sick time. Because think about it. The drivers are con subcontractors of Uber and Lyft. They are not employees of Uber and Lyft. They didn't get hired by them. They aren't on their payrolls. They are essentially a vendor. They're essentially another business. And now think about the cost of every single company you do business with that uses a subcontractor, a vendor. What if they all had to start paying the benefits of those other businesses on top of what they pay their business? They, they pay the business itself, the vendor, the subcontractor. Prices are, will skyrocket. Prices will skyrocket. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that as a company. I don't want to have to pay benefits of a company I hire as a company. I don't want to have to pay the benefits of a subcontractor. Imagine trying to get work done on your house. What if you had to hire a contractor and then pay for their employees' medical benefits, for their PTO, for their time off? It's insane. It's absolutely insane. The liberals have gone bananas. It's a curse, I'm telling you. Like seriously, God has cursed us with progressive liberalism. It has never helped a society. You can't point to anywhere in the world where progressivism has helped a society. It's only made it worse. It's only made it worse. I'd love to be proven wrong on that, but I won't be because I live in realville, realville, to quote the good old Maharishi. So, there's a time to raise minimum wage. There's a time not to. And hold on to your seats because I don't know what's happening with the coronavirus. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.